Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary Hello, episode. and welcome to another episode of the Young Pro Show. I'm your host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy, uh, here with another episode. Uh, really excited for this episode. Before we get into that, last episode, I interviewed Marin Gerbrick. A fantastic interview with her. Someone who is, you know, relatively, um, you know, on the quieter end, but when it comes to her career and as an athletic trainer, somebody that is very passionate about what she does day in and day out. And, you know, it was really cool listening to her story and, you know, the couple of um, unique experiences that she had uh, in college that really, you know, helped her path to become an AT. Today's episode, I'm excited for, uh, you know, for multiple different reasons. Um, you know, I think first I'm excited whenever I'm able to interview, uh, you know, individuals that have a little bit more experience that they, you know, it's just a whole different perspective being able to interview someone that has years of experience compared to somebody that is a recent, you know, high school or college graduate. Uh, but then additionally, I'm, it makes it a little easier on my end. I am, uh, don't as compared to some previous guests, don't know today's guest as well on a personal basis. So it's really cool. Then for me, it makes it easy just to have a conversation. And I'm just asking questions and able to just kind of figure out, you know, what their career path has been. Um, And it's not necessarily as forced of an interview. It doesn't feel as forced of an interview on my end. So with that being said, let's welcome on today's guest, Dr. Tony Mormon. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dominic. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me today. Yeah, of course. We're uh, yeah, as I mentioned, excited to have you on, and uh, just yeah, I'm excited to see what you you know what you have to share and what nuggets that you know myself or uh, any listeners can gain from listening to your story. Well, sure, and thanks for uh, thanks for not making me sound too old by saying all the experience that I have. <laughs> <laughs> It, with experience comes wisdom, right? <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, let's get in. Let's just ask a couple basic questions right off the bat just to get to know you a little bit better uh, as an individual. Uh, so first and foremost, you know, geographically speaking, you know, where were you born and raised at and where are you at today? So um, I've been, been all over, but um, I've come full circle here. So I was... Uh, Born and raised in Glandorf, so a lot of folks in the Hancock County area know all about Ottawa Glandorf. It's not too far away there. Yep. And um, and then went uh, went on to the University of Finley, so uh, spent uh, four years there in Finley, and then um, off to Iowa for grad school, back to Finley again, and here I am living in Ottawa one more time. So uh, kind of full circle there. Nice. Did you play any sports for Ottawa Glendorf High School? Uh, no, I did not. But okay. uh, it, and I, I like to think that I'm halfway decent at sports. But in Ottawa Glendorf, you're either really good or you're not on the team. <laughs> that's 
that's uh yeah that's pretty much the experience that i or that's how i know of otto glandorf uh, it's mm-hmm. just pretty much i feel like basically every sport that they have a very good uh you know just in general just a very good athletic program it's a cool sports town for sure yeah that's cool Second question I have for you then, you know, outside of work, you know, what are some of your hobbies or what do you enjoy to do? Uh, well, I, uh, I like to reinvent myself all the time. So I feel like I have different hobbies at different times in my life. But right now I've, I've been really into uh, kayaking. So I just okay. got a new kayak. Uh, me and a buddy like to fish from the kayaks from time to time. So there's nothing better for me than uh, to unplug and get away from the busy craziness of the world than to uh, be on a kayak on a peaceful river and have all that quiet. It is the best. And (laughs) being in Northwest Ohio, it's not like we have a bunch of bodies of water around here. So uh, we got to be able to unplug somehow, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Are those, you know, you said that you're, I guess, always reinventing yourself and changing. Are those couple hobbies something that maybe you've picked up, you know, within the last year, year and a half Mm -hmm. with how things have changed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been on a kayak a time or two and a canoe a time or two. It's just, I feel like maybe the, uh, the stress of 2020 kind of pushed Hmm. me to find something to unplug and to not just to be, you know, anybody could, uh, save up some money and go to the beach, but, um, but to be able to do something like uh, to be able to find it locally here every week uh, is what I really needed. And uh, well, you, d- you do it a couple times and, and get the result you want, then um, you, you got to keep doing it. So, and you got to make time to unplug too. So, um, yeah, doing the the kayak thing is is has been a big hobby for me lately. And I tell you another thing that uh, I've recently been getting into is barbecue. That finds uh, finds me unwound there too to uh, to make a good brisket or a rack of ribs or uh, uh, a good steak on the on the barbecue is has been something I've been into lately as well. Nice, that is awesome. That is, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure, and I agree wholeheartedly with just the peace and quiet. <laughs> just uh, be able to get some space, and like you said, it's cool that you intentionally you know make that effort because i mean yeah with today's world you you have to make an intentional effort because if you're just waiting for free time um you know easier said than done but making that effort to unplug to get away to you know do something that's right here locally and i love that word intentional too that that Hmm. that really does sum it up that is the best way to describe it you have to you have to be intentional about it awesome last question for you then as we get into it then um you know, what is, as far as the year and the four seasons, what's your favorite season or time of year? Oh, I love it right now. I love the summertime. Nice. I love uh, I love the unplugging that happens with summertime for all the reasons that we just talked about there. Um, I have a summer birthday. It feels like uh, we, we get to go on big family vacations in the summer. It's just a time to uh, reconnect. So, um Plus, I mean, barbecue, right? So, right. <laughs> it's, a little hard. it's all about barbecue. Yeah, it's a little harder to barbecue, you know, when there's snow on the ground and yeah. snow on the grill. And I've been known to uh, put the Carhartts on and barbecue. That. <laughs> I'm not above that. I'm not above that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so, 
next question for you then. Give me the, you know, 30 second, 60 second, you know, what are you doing today professionally, Tony? I am a chiropractor and more specifically, um, our, our clinic is designed uh, and catered to pediatrics. So kids and families uh, with chiropractic. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to dig into that and kind of see, you know, what's your journey has been to get there. So with that being said, let's go back in time. You know, let's go back to 18 year old Tony. You graduate from high school. Uh, You know, at at that time, what were your career goals? Well, ironically enough, unlike a a lot of folks, I really knew what I wanted to do back then. I uh, was lucky enough to uh, be inspired by uh, local chiropractors here nice. in town. My mom actually worked for a Dr. Ron Black, and uh, he and his brother and Dr. Don Smith um, that all worked in that office there really inspired me to do what I do today. And so, at 18 years old, I was I was lucky because. You know, there's plenty of things in life that you can be indecisive about or you wonder about. And I never wondered like that. Hmm. It, it's almost like it was a gift that was handed to me. Um, you, you can't I can't go back and say there was a formula on how I discovered it or anything like that. Just I just knew uh, even at 18 years old that that was what I was going to do. Wow. That is all. I mean, that's cool that that's what you wanted to do right at high school. Obviously, you stuck with that you know, through your mm-hmm. education and you're still doing that today. Um, Absolutely. you know, I don't, I, I would love to see a statistic, but I wonder how many people are on that kind of what percentage of the population, you know, are, uh, doing today what they thought they would be doing right out of high school. I bet it's pretty rare. I, I yes. really do. I really do. Like, and that's why I say it's a gift because I watch, I watch people around me that have been close to me for a long time um, wonder and waver and and I think that's normal. I think it's healthy. But um, but like I said, it it was truly a gift handed to me. That's cool. So you said you got started, or the initial you know interest was having you know inspired by a couple local chiropractors in the area. Mm-hmm. So then you graduate high school, you go to college, you're getting this you know degree in chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, I guess I'm assuming, but can maybe share on a couple of, you know, were there internships, classes, like any certain experiences during your education that just, you know, for you just reaffirmed that this is what I want to go into? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it started uh, even at an earlier age where, um, you know, I watched my my mom and my dad struggle a lot um, with with different things between um, their spinal injuries and surgeries and things like that. And, um, you know, I think there was a deep like helplessness that, you know, even as a kid that, uh, that you want to, you want to help them out. You want to be able to see them uh, have the freedoms that they deserve. And, and so definitely inspired by that early on. I think that's what kept the fire going there for me. Um, I also was lucky to, uh, find a job there locally with uh, there in Finley with Dr. Mark Kirk uh, while I was in college. And, uh, you know, the things that I got to learn from him and through his clinic behind the scenes while being an employee mm-hmm. there was inspiring. And it was definitely something that um, 
kept uh, kept me moving in the right direction there. And uh, so I, I also really uh, was inspired by all the work that he did with athletes. Dr. Kirk works closely with the University of Finley athletes and being uh, in those locker rooms and in those training rooms, helping the athletes with their injuries was initially what uh, what I was getting into chiropractic for. Um, but uh, but that was such a great experience there. And I was lucky enough that he hired me back after I, I got back from uh, chiropractic school. So, um, so a lot of experience even before I went into my graduate studies there in, uh, in Iowa. Yeah, that is... That's awesome. And I mean, really, that's invaluable, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to have that. Obviously, while you're taking classes, but then to be able to be in that kind of an office setting and mm-hmm. just gain that experience and just be surrounded by, you know, uh, Dr. Kirk himself, but then also just the entire staff and the people there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I would encourage young people to do. I I say it all the time to folks that no matter what profession the younger kids are thinking about pursuing is to be bold enough to ask people to at least be able to shadow them. There's a lot of professionals that are willing to let you shadow them for a couple hours or a half day or even a whole day. And, uh, and to be able to see uh, a profession and a business with the curtains pulled back and uh, that that's a real way to find out if it's something you would love. And then if you're lucky enough to actually be employed at these places to see some of the ins and outs. And, and you know what I think it really is, is if you get inspired because you see hmm. some passion in the people that are there. You know, I think that's the wind you hope gets caught in your sails um, and can pull you through a lot of schooling. And, and in my case, it was undergrad and graduate school. Boom. I love that. And I could not agree wholeheartedly. And, and again, you know, I guess you go back to, I mentioned before about the percentages of people 18 to today, but even how many college students get that kind of experience and, you know, get that either, I mean, yeah, shadowing is a little easier, but especially to be able to get a hired position, uh, you know, in the field that they are looking for that, yeah, I think you just absolutely hit the nail on the head that not only is that experience, but just the inspiration and seeing the, um, uh, I don't know if pride is the right word, but seeing the people, you know, just how they appreciate and love what they do on a daily basis. And for then for you to look on at that and say, well, that's what I want. Like, you know, I want to have a self-worth, you know, I want to feel like I am, um, making an impact yeah purposeful in this career and these people are and this is what i'm studying so now and you know it just kind of puts the you know almost like puts the switches together because okay well i'm studying all this information for a reason for this purpose you know rather than it can be easy to during that education piece to you know if you don't have that inspiration to say geez well what am i doing all this studying for i'm spending these late nights these early mornings and uh, you know like you mentioned, just being inspired by being around, surrounding yourself with people in that field. Absolutely. Absolutely. I heard once from uh, a mentor, he said, passion pushes and purpose pulls. Hmm. And when you're 
walking through all the trials and tribulations of schooling and life changing in your 20s and 30s. It's like sometimes it's like walking through a muddy field and other times it's like walking through quicksand. And if you got passion pushing you and you got purpose pulling you, you can you can you can climb a mountain, you know. And so I, I never forgot that either. Yeah, that, that is a great, absolutely a great um, motivational piece just to remember. I love that passion pushes and purpose pulls just the comparison between the two. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned then, so when you graduated from, you know, graduate school in Iowa, you know, how did that go then as far as coming back, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. in the Finley area to work with Dr. Kirk here in Finley? And yeah, I mean, was that the number one option? Were there, you know, were you open to, you know, several other options and this was the best option or, you know, what did that process look like for you? Sure, sure. So it's funny, when, when I was finishing up uh, graduate school, how many of my friends and classmates were just literally deciding where they wanted to live in the country? And some of them were looking on the coast of the Carolinas, others were looking in the mountains of, of Denver and and Colorado. And, you know, for me, it, it was like never a decision. I always knew I was coming back home. I'm just a homebody. So that's how I'm made. That's that's who I am. And uh, so it was never any question that I was going to be back in Northwest Ohio. And uh, and and so it was a privilege to be able to be able to come back and already have a job lined up. And uh, for him to uh, not only uh, uh, doing all the mentoring that he had been doing, Dr. Kirk, that is. Um, but also to uh, give me an opportunity and a career there uh, right out of school. That was really nice to be able to come right back home so close and to uh, and to start out that way. Yeah, that is, yeah, awesome that you were able to get that experience. He was willing to, you know, bring you back. You had that opportunity. It's funny that, you know, you say that that was never a doubt in your mind. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I felt similar myself when I was in college, and I remember – I guess I don't know if I remember a lot of my peers, but especially professors were saying, oh, well, you know, you should want to travel the world or you should want to, you know, go to these big cities. If you want to have a, you know, in their eyes and their suggestion was if you want to have a quote unquote successful career, you know, you need to travel all over the country. And I'm like, man, I, you know, I mean, I'm about an hour right now uh, from my hometown, um, but I'm like, I, I, I love Northwest Ohio. Like, I love being home. Mm-hmm. I love being around family. And that just wasn't something that was on, you know, my heart at that time mm-hmm. to, you know, look at traveling throughout the country. So, I, I mean, I think that's really cool that, you know, you were similar and, and you knew that. And that was, again, something that you knew. And it wasn't like a question mark, like, yeah, I guess I'd go home or maybe I would go elsewhere. You knew, no, I, I want to go back to Northwest Ohio. Yeah, absolutely. And I like how you say it was on your heart because it was intuitive. You know, it really, it really was. It was a no brainer for me. Yeah. So then, so, okay, you get hired then, you know, postgraduate school at Dr. Kirk. How long were you there then until, you know, where you, because you, uh, right now you started your own practice in Ottawa, correct? Correct. Okay. That's what I thought. So how long were you there for, at Dr. Kirk's? So I worked for Dr. Kirk about five years, 
And there was a little bit of overlap there at the end where uh, I worked for him very, very part time while I was getting my uh, practice off the ground here in Ottawa. And so from 2007 to 2012, I was there in Finley. In 2012 is when I started Mormon Family Chiropractic. And, and I'll tell you, there were, there were a couple different uh, seasons to my career that, that kind of molded me that way. Hmm. I, uh, I really was set on the athletics and uh, and being being in Dr. Kirk's practice and, and working with the athletes as often as we did, uh, but right before I graduated, I had the opportunity to uh, to be it was a uh, clinic abroad is what they called it, and so they'd set up clinics in all over the world, and I was in a clinic in Salvador, Brazil, for a week, and. Uh, and while I was there, we worked a lot with kids, and we worked in orphanages, and and basically um, some very very uh, poverty uh, areas. There were kids were really really sick, and um, and so there were a few docs that were really comfortable working with kids, and and I uh, I was with them in some some crazy little towns and uh, hmm. some impoverished areas and uh, places where they, they actually brought us in with guards uh, hmm. in a few cases. And, you know, working with kiddos in on hospital beds and working with um, kiddos that, uh, you know, it was a situation where some didn't have all their limbs and, and some were special needs and, uh, something I think happened to me back then that uh, working with kids was on my radar all of a sudden. It was uh, it was huh. a passion I wasn't anticipating on stumbling across, and uh, and so I didn't act on that right away. I, I worked with Dr. Kirk for a long time, and um, and then about three or four years into the practice, I. Uh, I started uh, like plugging into that a little bit more and working a little a little bit here and a little bit there with kids and babies and um, boy we had some some crazy awesome things happen with a lot of patients that were really struggling and kiddos that were really struggling and watching some of those results um, suddenly the back pain and shoulder pain became boring. Hmm. Um, you know, when you start to see a kiddo's life start going in the right direction, um, the athlete didn't seem as interesting anymore. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, it. although I was gifted with this insight to know this is the profession I wanted to find the niche with, within the profession was something that uh, I had to be okay with changing up because that's just not where my heart was anymore. So that is what I did, and that's really why I started my practice in 2012 and made it more pediatric-focused. Wow, that is, um, yeah, that's cool. And, you know, I mean, even right off the bat, I, you know, made that comment about the experience with experience comes wisdom. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in this case for you, it was that experience that experience, I mean, obviously you had that week in Brazil and that being, you know, you said it kind of placed on your heart at that time, but then even just over the years having that little bit of experience then 
with kids and with, you know, children that that, you know, kind of on the back burner on your heart just kept coming forth and, you know, was really something that uh, you just really found purpose in. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, like not, I mean, obviously working with athletes is fantastic, but, you know, working with athletes is, I'm sure, obviously to get them to be able to compete at the highest level on the athletic field compared to working with children and working with kids is you're improving their overall quality of life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not as focused on, well, okay, this is, I'm sure you're probably healthy as a normal person, but let's get you to be the best you can be on an athletic field. This is as a child let's get you to have a good quality life, you know, in all aspects. Um, That's right. And and not to compare the two, it's just yeah. that my passion shifted, you know, like you're, you're very good at articulating that, but that's, that's exactly what happened. It's like I was all in with the athletes and, uh, and I, if my passion stayed there, I would have been the most fulfilling job forever, you know, but right. It just switched, and if you're intuitive enough to realize the switch happened, then uh, then you roll with it. For sure, yeah, yeah, and of course, there's definitely not a you know uh, wrong or right or better than the other. It's just a different you know a different kind of avenue, and like you That's said, right. just finding your niche within. Okay, you knew you wanted to be a chiropractor, but just finding a different niche within that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess take me through a little bit, like what did that maybe a good question what was the biggest challenge to start your own you know practice mm. well i um i think the biggest challenge for me first of all starting your own business is not for the lighthearted you know mm. it just isn't yeah. it you you what i didn't realize then was how much sacrifice that would take. But I, I would say to answer your question initially here, though, my biggest challenge was I was starting a clinic that was w- what most would consider non-traditional. So starting a clinic that's not back pain, neck pain, headache um, is not what the uh, most would affiliated with my profession. Hmm. And so it not only was I trying to market to people to say, you know, hey, I'm open and and ready for new people, it was, and also I'm not like the traditional uh, back pain specialist. Um, we're more focused on kids, and so it was like the marketing also had to go with some education uh, to the people that we wanted to work with. And so that, that required a lot of, a lot of me going out and and doing talks and, um, and doing a lot of educating. So educating my patient base was, uh, was by far the, the biggest hurdle and the the biggest learning curve. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, again, especially because of your degree with your experience, obviously the chiropractor aspect you have down, you know, and you were, Mm -hmm obviously doing that for multiple years beforehand, but then to start your own practice. And I think that's interesting. That's not something that, you know, I would know not being in that industry, but you said Mm -hmm. just starting the pediatrics and the family was a little bit different. Um, you know, a non-conventional, you know, starting your own practice in those regards compared to, you know, other avenues, but it, 
yeah, you have to put on not just your chiropractic hat. You have to put on your, you know, business owner hat. And like you said, especially from day one, I'm sure there was just a lot of education pieces to it and a lot of just trying to get out there. And so that people know, you know, specifically families know, um, you know, what you have to offer and how you can benefit them and their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. So over, so you said it was 2012 when you Correct. started then. Um, you know, I guess take me through, you know, maybe what the last nine years, I've said a long time, but the mm-hmm. last nine years and what that has looked like, um, you know, what has maybe changed the most, what has maybe changed, or excuse me, stayed the same the mm-hmm. most, you know, within your office. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, I would say that, um, I would say that now I look back on that challenge I just described as less of a hurdle and more of an opportunity that I didn't even see, you know, to, to say that I wasn't, um, I had to educate my, my clientele was also to say that I'm different and, uh, and different can be really good too, you know? And so that means that there isn't a whole lot of people doing this. And, um, and then to know, and realize how big of a need there was out there. I mean, that's something that I understand at a whole nother level now, as opposed to then. Um, I always was on fire about it, and I, the, I knew that's the people I wanted to help. But I don't know that back then I understood how many people needed it. And mm. um, and so it, it that's changed over the last nine years. I have a a greater perspective of what's going on in our, our communities and, um, and what we can do to help. I'd say what's also changed is, you know, this, this practice in a, in a very great way has gotten bigger than me. And, uh, so it's not, it's not about just me anymore. It's not about what, um, it's not about what my intentions are. It's about the purpose and the passion of the whole group of people that work in here. The other doctors, the 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 team around me. They they are all driven with the same purpose. We on purpose hired people that fit our culture and fit our mission. And so it's a weird thing to. Um, have a dream and a passion grow bigger than you. Um, it's something that um, I had to learn to adapt to and, and learn to be a, a leader in the last nine years. That's not something you just get a book on and, <laughs> and get down, you know. Right. Um, it, that comes with trial and error. Um, and so, uh, and then, you know, the other part of that is, I can't, I can't have my hands in every project and I can't be the, the person working with every person that walks in the door. And, uh, and that takes a lot of trust to, Hmm. um, to, uh, allocate that and to find the right people that can keep that mission going and keep that culture going and, and get the results that we want to get, um, when it's, outside of my total control you know so that that's been a big learning curve for me i wow that is uh and that 
couple minute clip right there, Tony. That's your that's your wisdom shining right there. <laughs> that is your wisdom shining that you just said to be able to look back, you know, at the time what you saw as the biggest challenge, and now you look back and you see it as an opportunity. Absolutely, yeah, I, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I love that thought process, and it's cool that you can look back now and uh, you have that perspective with the you know the experience and the wisdom that you have now and like everything that you said, you know, seeing yourself as you're different, but different is good. And then also, you know, you realize during this process that there's a need, need for this. Um, wow. That is great. Uh, take me through, I guess a little bit then as far as the team. So obviously, you know, the, the practice has grown. There's, you know, you mentioned about a couple other doctors, what, you know, how big of an office is there? How many uh, doctors are there? You know, what does the team look like? So, uh, so we, we were working out of, when, when I first started, I, uh, I had some family friends of mine that have a physical therapy uh, clinic, and, and they rented me a room. It was a 12 by 12 room. And then we grew into a 1,600 foot uh, suite, square foot suite, um, outside of, uh, adjacent to a gym within the same building. And... Um, and then in 2019, I bought a 10,000 square foot old grocery store here in Ottawa. Wow! And uh, and decided to renovate uh, renov- renovate that bad boy in the middle of a pandemic in 2020. So that that was fun. <laughs> no, nothing like pushing all your chips to the middle of the table right before a pandemic. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, so right now we're we're in about five thousand square feet, and uh, the the back half of the building's being renovated here in a couple weeks to uh, to hopefully get some neighbors, some business neighbors uh, in the same building as us. But we have um, we have three chiropractors now, including myself. And uh, Dr. Nikki joined me in t- two thousand seventeen, and uh, she's been a fantastic addition. She's brought a lot of energy into this clinic, and uh, and she just is an absolute rock star and is really growing this clinic to another level. And then Dr. Troy joined us last year. Dr. Troy is one of the smartest people I know, and uh, so it was awesome to uh, to have him come in. And, um, and since we've moved into this new building and since Dr. Troy has been on our team, we've we really keep just growing at a level that keeps me in awe. Really, mm. I, I can't I can't imagine how blessed I am, and and I think the real blessing for me is that I keep finding awesome people that uh, mm. that fit our culture. So, and we have a amazing team as well. So uh, we have let's see, we have six uh, team members, and uh, and they all. Uh, do a great job of um, of staying on task for us too, and helping support the doctors and and really they become like the face of this uh, this whole deal here. They they are the ones that are laughing and crying with the with everybody that's coming in and 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 the getting to know them at a personal level. And it, I don't know, man, it's hard to describe. But mm. if you're in here in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, it's a special place, and uh, and it just the families coming in and out, and the the big reason that that's the case is we have some awesome moms that became team members here that uh, that just 
make it awesome. You know, they, mm. they, they keep the culture going. And, uh, I think that's the real magic really to this business. Yeah. I love it. I love hearing, you know, the passion in your voice, talking about your team, you know, you hyping up your team, um, you know, and just, like you said, it's a team and everyone's individual part within that. And, you know, even like you said just now and previously, you know, just about hiring the right people to fit your culture. And, you know, that mm. culture is, um, you know, it, it can be difficult because it's not a tangible aspect. You know, it's not something you're looking for on a resume. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Good culture. That, good thing they put that on there. You know, it's right. Not, right. Uh, that's not something that, you know, obviously is that obvious. But, you know, when you're intentional about it and you create that that culture as an office and it's just, yeah, it's something that obviously you can tell, you know, being there and, you know, everybody within the office can tell, but then more importantly, it's something that your customers and the clients, people coming in that they can tell. And it's something, you know, again, especially with working with families and working with kids. Uh, I mean, that just makes for a much better experience really for, you know, those individuals and that are coming to your office. Absolutely. And, and that's it too. It's, it's about their experience, but it's also about the the day to day experience that the team members have as well. You know, they, if they want to come to work, they're going to bring that attitude and they're going to bring that um, that hard work for you. And you know, I've had people, I've had actually a decent number of other docs and even other professions that uh, have shadowed and, and come in and asked me questions about you know, what, what it is that makes things tick. And it's always, the answer is always the people. It always is about the people that you hire. But the hard part is it's hard for me to articulate to them, like how you find the right people. I I think that Hmm. I'm lucky enough that I've, um, that I've intuitively been able to pick out the right folks. I think that's maybe a little gift, um, to, to just know, when you get to know somebody that they're the right person to, to help you out and further your mission. But I can't quite put my finger on how you find that on a resume, like you said, or how you pull that out in an interview. I just don't know. You just know, you know, right. that's, that's it. You just know that, uh, yep, you're going to be working here. You have to, I, I need you to be on our team. Yeah. For, I mean, that is really for yourself and I, you are not alone in that by any means, you know, to try to articulate that and, uh, you know, try to define, you know, how do you do that in the hiring process is not, yeah, it is tough, but, um, that's awesome. Love to see it and love to see what you are doing, um, at your practice. So let's talk, you know, we've talked about the past, you know, talked about, you know, presently where you're at, you know, you kind of talked a little bit about obviously the new building that you bought and the renovations you are making there. Uh, you know, in addition to that, you know, looking to the future, what would you say your, you know, five, uh, maybe three to five, ten-year plans are, your goals for, you know, your practice and where you guys are at? Well, I love that question. Um, I, I mean, I, I know that the practice itself and the business itself is, is growing at a, at a nice clip and a, and a fast clip, but I'd tell you, in, in ten years... I would love, I would love it that we are talking more about preventing kiddos from falling into this mm. struggle that so many are. Like, it's tough when when you like slow down and 
really think about it like outside the business like you're 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 supposed to be here for a reason right that you serve others and right. if there are this many people struggling let's just try to help them out but the bigger thing is like how do we get them how do, how do we help them stay healthy and never have to deal with all this stuff that a lot of families are coming in with and so I'd love it if in 10 years the conversation was way more about that, that uh, we've done something and helped out with, uh, with our community and the surrounding communities in preventing so many people uh, falling into the world of ADHD and autism and sensory processing. Um, that's, uh, that's something that I think comes with wisdom uh, with with experience and um, I feel like you know before uh, before I'm even getting close to thinking about retirement that uh, I would love for that to be part of the legacy too mm-hmm. you know so that's that's where I'd like things to go in the next ten years. Hmm. I love it. Let's uh, I guess last question for you, which is you know, kind of going to piggyback off the last one is, you know, typically I always end all my episodes with the question, you know, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? So, you know, in your circumstance, and this question is, you know, obviously coming from someone who knows very, very, very little about, um, you know, chiropractic knowledge in general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just mentioned about, you know, your goal in 10 years would be to be talking about prevention um, in those regards. And I guess my question is then like, like, how do you, how does that practically look to talk about prevent, like, you know, to my understanding, it's, you know, children, it's families that are having, um, yeah, you know, back having, needing realignments and Mm -hmm. adjustments and such. So when you say looking at prevention, like what practically does that look like? Like, how do you prevent those kinds of, you know, needing mm-hmm. realignments and, you know, all that good stuff? Well, I, so I, I think it, it, it boils down to um, having everybody know what their nervous systems are doing. And so okay. when we're talking about the brain and the nervous system in general, we're talking about in this day and age, a tendency towards more and more stress, influencing more and more stress on our nervous system. And so mm. if if I – and here we go again with the education part. You know, I think – Yeah, educate me, Tony. That's what yeah. I want. <laughs> so, so I think, I think what, what uh, this means for me is, is that I have to get back on the education train here and I have to get louder with – that message. And so if we, if we just get people to understand that they live their life through their nervous system, that their brain and their, and their nervous system is some, you know, in essence, it's a way that we're connected to our higher power. And, um, and so if, if we realize the gift that our our nervous system is, and we are taking care of that, like we are our teeth or our cars, Hmm then we, first of all, we know how to give it some maintenance. And then secondly, we know what things can be corrosive to that the nervous system. And, and we talk about it being 
uh, stressors. So there's physical stress, there's chemical stress, and there's emotional stress. And we all have them. But if, uh, if we had a world where we could learn to recognize those stressors, minimize those stressors, and learn to take care of ourselves better with healthy choices that can help calm our nervous systems, then we are honoring the temple of our bodies. And hmm. then we are going to have better health and better experiences here on earth. And uh, if we get more people to think like that, then we'll have more people having that. And, uh, and so that's, a, that's another big mission. But, um, but that's the direction we're going. Hmm. I love it. Educating peace, you know, and I mean, you know, me asking that question to any honesty, like, like I said, I have, I had no clue what you're going to say. Cause I'm like, I have no clue what the answer is, you know? Right. So I, and I'm sure you could obviously go, uh, you know, in much more depth oh, yeah. um, on that question. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I appreciate you sharing, you know, uh, just on a very surface level, just the focusing on, the nervous system and how much the nervous system impacts, you know, the other parts of your body, um, mm-hmm. you know, and the other, and, and honestly, I really liked you. You had a line in there that said honoring, you know, focusing on the nervous system and realizing how much it impacts everything and focusing on, you know, like your teeth or like other aspects, other areas of your body, but in doing so, you know, doing it for the purpose of honoring the temple of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. That's a really cool nugget. And um, I, yeah, I mean, really from the get go, from the start here to the end, you know, I, I, it's been very, very evident for me to, you know, just hearing your voice, just the amount of passion. And, you know, it, it makes sense that you've had this passion since you were 18 years old because there is a tremendous amount of, you know, passion and purpose that you have within your career and, you know, with your the business and the practice as well. And I love it. I love hearing it all. Um, you know, and honestly, like I've been inspired by you today, just listening to your story and just again, hearing your passion, totally different than what I'm doing in my life right now. But regardless, it's just you seeing me seeing you as a chiropractor with your practice and you doing it well, that, that, um, that really inspires me and I love it. Well, thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Tony. Uh, again, really appreciate you coming on. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Um, do you actually, I guess, the very last question for you. If people, you know, are you very big into social media or your practice on social media? We are. We are. We're, we're on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, and so uh, people could look us up. And, and, and I would love it if more people followed and uh and try to take some uh some information on um how to take care of themselves off of our social media so it's mormon family chiropractic and and those two uh two places are the best way to follow us thanks for listening to another episode of the young pro show you can interact on social media the young pro show is on facebook Twitter, and Instagram. My personal pages can be found at DJFry25. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and God bless you.